This is Decision Point, Age into New Norms, a long-term care podcast from Horn Healthcare. If you have accepted federal assistance through the CARES Act, you must account for those funds. Did you receive more than $750,000 from HHS? Are you concerned about revenue recognition? Do you need help with CEFA? Hi, I'm Barry Plunkett, host of Decision Point. In this episode, we've asked Haley Deer from Horn Healthcare to join us. Haley, welcome to the show. Thank you for inviting me, Barry. You are welcome. Haley is an audit manager who's working with long-term care owners and executives to assess, apply for, and account for COVID-19 provider relief funds. Outside of those projects, Haley oversees audits for healthcare and nonprofit organizations. With her experience, we're excited to gain her input and help you, our listeners, pass a single audit. Let's get started. What is a single audit and who has to have one? Thanks, Barry. So a single audit is a type of compliance audit which contains organization-wide financial statements and a statement of expenditures of federal awards, which is better known as the CIFA. And it's typically for non-federal entities that have expended $750,000 of federal funds in a certain fiscal year. So this audit is to ensure the recipient is in compliance with the federal program that they received, um, their requirements for how that money can be used. So the audit is performed in accordance with what's called the compliance supplement, which tells us what to test. Typically, this is just for -for not-for-profit entities. That's usually who has these single audits done. However, with the CARES Act funding, This year, HHS has required that the single audits be done on the provider relief fund funding. So the results of a single audit typically is an opinion on financial statements, an opinion on compliance with their awards, and the schedule of federal awards. However, for-profit entities this year with the CARES that received CARES Act funding will also have to have a single audit. It will It could be what's called a financial-related audit, or you could have a full-scope single audit. The results of a financial-related audit are the auditee's statement of costs, the auditor's opinion on that statement, the report on compliance and internal control over financial reporting, and a schedule of findings. And I do want to point out that all of this information, whether it's for a for-profit entity or not-for-profit, it goes into what's called a data collection form, which is uploaded to the Federal Audit Clearinghouse, where it will be public record. So if you have any findings on this money, it will be public record. What CARES Act funds are subject to a single audit? In addition to typical federal funds that are listed in the compliance supplement that typically have to have a single audit, that's nothing new. There are several types of federal funds stemming from the CARES Act, such as the PPP loan, provider relief funds through HHS, and the coronavirus relief funds through the Department of Treasury. The PPP loan is not subject to single audit, but the provider relief fund and the coronavirus relief fund are subject to single audit. 
On December 21st, 2020, the addendum to the compliance supplement came out, which tells us how to audit this. Um, there's kind of been a delay there. We weren't exactly sure how to perform those audits, but we've gotten more guidance recently. As mentioned before, these for-profit entities that have received the provider relief funds will have to have either a single audit or a financial related audit. What should I have prepared for my single audit? You need to be ready for questions from your auditors. You need to read your client assistant list from your auditors. You should go ahead and prepare your schedule of expenditures of federal awards. You need to understand and identify the compliance requirements by reading your grant agreements. So in the case of the provider relief funds, those were the FAQs, the terms and conditions, which you received with the money. And for the coronavirus relief fund, there are FAQs on the Treasury website. Additionally, for fiscal year ends of 6-30-2020 and 9-30-2020, the provider relief fund was not subject to single audit, but the coronavirus relief fund is. That's saying if you received over $750,000 of coronavirus relief fund, you would still have to have a single audit just on the coronavirus relief fund. However, for December 31st, 2020 year ends and after, the provider relief fund is subject to single audit. HHS will only want lost revenues and expenses for the calendar year 1231-2020. So for instance, if you have a March 31st, 2021 year end, your provider relief funds would be audited as of December 31st, 2020. And you wouldn't count any COVID expenditures from your last quarter. So from January 1st, 2021 to March 31st, 2021 on that CIFA. Those expenditures and lost revenues would be included on the next single audit, which guidance is still pending on. Another question some clients are having about the $750,000 threshold of expenditures is related to them getting several types of HHS distributions, such as the general and the target distributions, among others. But the 750,000 is cumulative and the threshold is for expenditures, not receipts. If you've never been through an audit, what Haley just said is all new and perhaps a little overwhelming. So Haley, what advice do you have for those listeners? If you have an accounting firm, you probably want to go ahead and start a conversation with them about all of this. However, if you don't have an accounting firm in mind or an auditor, or if your accounting firm isn't independent, we at Horn are eager to discuss that with you if you need our help. When does all this have to be completed? Typically, a single audit should be done nine months after your fiscal year end, and it's then submitted to the Federal Audit Clearinghouse. But due to covid there is a three-month extension for all year ends through September 30th, 2020. So that would be due, for instance, September 30th, 2021. For all the year ends after that, it would only be a nine-month requirement. We've covered a lot of facts on a single audit. Let's switch gears a moment and discuss what you are hearing from long-term care owners or the C-suite as they prepare for these single audits. What's their biggest concern? Consumption of time to prepare or to be compliant, not fraudulent, et cetera? 
One thing that's come up a lot with these long-term care owners is that they're concerned about tracking their COVID expenditures and lost revenues. The guidance for lost revenues changed several times during the year. And so it was, you know, kind of confusing. However, now I feel like we have a good grasp around how it's calculated and it's a fairly straightforward calculation. Also, some clients are concerned about being compliant, you know, counting their COVID expenditures, and we can help with interpreting that guidance. Obviously, long-term care owners want to be able to keep the most of that money that they received. Another concern that they've had is that they have to have an audit all of a sudden because they've received this money and they typically don't have an audit, but we could help with that. You could have a financial-related audit, which, you know, we could help with, or we could help with preparation of that CIFA for your auditors. Thanks, Haley, for sharing your knowledge and helping our listeners prepare for a single audit. It's been good talking with you, Barry, and I hope I've shared some useful advice. You have indeed. And if you have questions about your single audit, ask Haley. Her email is haley.deer at hornllp.com, and that's D-E-E-R. Or call her at 601 326-1490. Love from afar. Our next episode shifts focus away from healthcare regulations to bring light to the emotions that family caregivers wrestle with as they continue to not be able to hug their loved ones. Thank you for listening to Decision Point, Age into New Norms, a podcast from Horn Healthcare. Decision Point is produced by Horn LLP. Stay tuned for more episodes coming soon on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. To learn more about Horn, visit hornllp.com. <laughs>